today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, it's Friday. It's 1135, and that means Tech Talk, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. And Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is here. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm doing really you had well. A, you had a night out last night. I you had a night us, out, You yeah. telling us you were going to go to the Toronto Symphony with Star Wars. You're a big Star Wars fanatic. Got the, yeah, I got the series. Huge. You know, being in tech, you got to be. You got to love the science fiction side. So, yeah, we uh, took our friends uh, Hamilton Limo, and we had Marcus, our driver, uh, took us uh, took us into town, and uh, my wife and I had date night, and uh, it's one of our favorites. We get to sit and watch a f- uh, an actual live orchestra, and they have the movie behind it. So you watch and listen to the movie while the music is being performed by the live orchestra. So it was, uh, it's one of our favorite things to do. So yeah, we, uh, Hamilton, you know, it's so, I feel less stressed when I go to try. I say that to uh, Michelle, when we were downtown, we went for dinner and, and they, he dropped us off in the restaurant. It was, it was great. We left at four 30. We got there perfect on time, had, had reservations at five 45. Just, you know, you can relax. I had a bottle of water. Uh, kudos to the boys at Hamilton Limo. It, it's just so much more relaxing knowing you came out of the theater. You, you know, they, he contacted us through text, and you're just in the car relacing, and we're, you know, had the heated seats on. Yeah, and Want to have a glass of wine? Yeah. You can have a glass of wine because you're yeah, not driving. Because you're not driving, and that was it. I felt you just feel much more relaxing. You can enjoy your evening much better. So thank you, Hamilton Limo. Uh, uh, they took care of us uh, uh, yesterday. As they always do. Uh, Google is in the news <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. I was going to say, again, yes, that's Who right. makes the most money at Google? The lawyers. <laughs> the lawyers, yes. And pretty soon, the European Union. I mean, we're hearing about Brexit. Forget about Brexit. I think the European Union is about to become literally solving all the debt this, this problems. This is a big deal. This is an antitrust action. This is a massive issue, and they've been so far, uh, currently, they've added up another 1.5 billion, billion euros, which I, I don't know the conversion of the euros, but th- I think that's almost 2, two billion. In U.S., uh, we'll give it a little bit of a credit there. Anyway, under the privacy laws, and the Antitrust Commission have filed once again to Google that they have basically misrepresented and mishandled our our well information in Europe, and they're claiming that Google is not taking action. Now, remember, Google's got its fingers in so many things, from Maps to Gmail uh, to Google Plus, and we've seen some of the issues. Every time we keep hearing about uh, news like we've just heard about Facebook, which we'll get to shortly, yeah. these are items which in the European Union, their, their new laws are giving them the ability to take Google to court and charge them for these fines. To date, Google has $9.3 billion U.S. in fines pending that have that are in the courts. Now, Google's appealing uh, uh, about $8.2 billion of it, and right now we got another $1.5 billion to add to it. And rumor has it, if they don't start upgrading or changing their, their, their policies and fixing this, this one particularly is now in case with the AdSense, their Google AdWords, and the data they're selling, yeah. um, that pretty soon, uh, we were joking before we came off the air, I said, uh, Google's going to be uh, uh, going to be almost bankrupt, and the European Union's going to be profiting off of every dollar Google has ever earned in the last uh, 20 years. This is this is remarkable, the, the, the amount of litigation that's going on about. And and by the way, this is just the class action suit against the European Union. We're not yes. even talking about the ones where they're, they're fighting each other in court. Yeah, I mean, th- that's a whole different degree altogether. I think, you know, we're, we're talking about where they're in an, an argument and patent challenges yeah. currently between Android, Apple's in the, we hear about Apple with Qualcomm, that's another conversation, which they, Qualcomm won that one, and now Google's now in another debate. Actually, it's funny, there's probably going to be another one coming up under the Google uh, uh, Wi-Fi 
project in the U.S. They're now really starting to uh, ramp up their whole uh, internet services that are going to be provided. And there's discussion, depending on what happens in the next election in the United States, of where they may want to break up Google. But all these fines are still going to be pending. So breaking up the company, creating all these lawsuits, you hear them making billions and billions of dollars. I don't I don't look at their numbers, but I can rest assured it's going to be probably very short-sighted as to how much everyone gets to take home if all these uh, lawsuits uh, uh, actually close in against them. Yeah, it's one of the uh, uh, Democratic, uh, well, wannabes, I guess, for the nomination, Elizabeth Warren from that's Massachusetts, right. uh, that's talking about breaking up Google, breaking up Amazon. And I, I don't know if she's going to win. I don't even know if she's going to get the nomination, but yeah. she's put that up there as part of the dialogue. And it's a pretty strong dialogue she's using is to say we're going to break the monotony or the monopoly of all of these operators that are caught that are not regulated, not governed, and will put the laws in place to be able to split them so we can, just like they did with AT&T back yeah. when they, they said we're, we're breaking the, mon- uh, the monopoly, we're going to open this up and we're going to basically, as, a, as America is a corporate environment, we're going to make that corporate versus a monopolies driven. And it could be a game changer with Google, not to mention whatever happens at a European Union in this case for their antitrust issues. Exactly. Uh, always uh, some room on the program, of course, for products. You want to talk about the Galaxy Fold? I do. I do. I bragged about it a few weeks back. You did? <laughs> <laughs> I I was very impressed. I got excited. I was going on about how awesome it was and compared against the Huawei option, I may step back a little bit because uh, Samsung's made a very, very grave error and it's a big, big issue. Uh, it is, b- take a sheet of paper and imagine when you fold a sheet of paper in half and you, you know, kind of put the, the, the crease in the middle of it and you open it up. That sheet of paper doesn't look the same anymore. You can't really get rid of the crease. Well, the same thing Remember, it's still a new technology. So for $2,600 Canadian, you may get a creased piece of paper. So it's coming with a bit of a crease in the center. The folding features within the Samsung aren't necessarily the best, or they've worked out the uh, the kinks in it yet, literally, for that, that sake. Uh, Huawei, on the other hand, is really leveraging that situation and claiming that it bends in the opposite side. Therefore, there's no creases in their phones. And for $2,600, I think... It's going to make a big impact on whether Samsung's uh, open folding phones are going to actually be able to sell. Don't they road test these things before they put them out to product? Well, if you really think about it, we were talking about uh, on Tech Talk less than eight months ago, there's going to be an open folding phone. Yeah. And we've seen that they've got the bendable lenses, which is, again, proprietary, and they've developed it for curvatures around buildings. We're talking folding it, though. Like, this is taking a piece of glass. I know, but that's elementary. It is. And but- you like to think since they've already moved this thing to market they've done that and you know what, what were they doing in, in r&d said uh, adam of course you folded the phone didn't you? <laughs> no I, I thought you did well, no, <laughs> no. wait nobody did it nobody, enough nobody, time, nobody so. did it <laughs> well i think they did it i think they, they realized geez we've done it now so many times we haven't been able to we've now see what the ramifications are uh, you know what it's very similar when they came out with the note 7 once one of those mystery lost systems that nobody ever wants to recall remember when they came out with it and they put a uh, the new note 7 and it had a battery that exploded they didn't test it enough to basically they just figured we're just going to ramp up the uh, milliamps we're going to throw it in the phone and claim it now gets you a good solid 10 hours well they started exploding all over the place uh the good news is people are seeing the fold crease a little early before it even hits the market so this is again something they're claiming uh samsung is going to address they appreciate it is a, a concern and before we all fork out our two thousand six hundred dollars it should be fixed, but I don't think they're going to get it done in time. Somebody at Samsung is just probably leaving the office now with their little... (laughs) 
banker's box of items. Said, Way to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You didn't test the creases? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it folded for crying out loud. Yes, yeah. I want to talk about corporate hacking because uh, it's becoming a growing concern. You know what? We talk about emails all the time, and we, as we just described, we got uh, uh, Facebook with their login and passwords. There is a term out there I really wanted to bring up, and I felt like this is something that is, uh, we're getting, getting into the point where we think texting is a very easy way. I, you know, if I text you and it's like, hey, it's Bill, and you go, and I, hey, Bill, how are you? We really only confirm it based on a phone number and more or less you telling me it's you. Well, one of the big things right now is called BEC, and it's a new hacking thing uh, in regards to where people are now getting your phone number and they can now hack it and they're getting your personal information that way. So where this becomes a bit of a challenge is the fact that you don't, there's no software out there to basically test it. There's no antivirus texting software that's going, this guy's a, a fake. This is a hacker in, in, in Bolivia or uh, out in, in, in Europe and Russia otherwise. So what they do is they, they confirm your cell phone number. And this is happening in a corporate sector where they claim, hi, I'm the CEO, or I confirm this is my, uh, my information. I need you to get me the documents of such and such. Now, it's a false credit situation where you're thinking, oh my my goodness, my, my CEO is texting me. This must be real. And I start to get financial details. I want to be clear. Texting is not secure. It is probably the least secure. It's one of the oldest technologies. Shortcut code is what it's referred to as is one of the least secure items that's out there. If we really wanted to, towers could be hacked easily for text messaging. So in this case, we're going to be hearing <clears throat> a lot about that. And it's business. Uh, the businesses are being more or less compromised with regards to their staff having text messages, giving that private information over or sharing that information out. It's a big, big issue in the United States with a lot of core corporates feeling that comfort yeah. that they can text. And the reality is don't trust your text messages you're getting, even when you think it's your boss. So call them back is where I'm getting at it because Google even lets you, I have a Google account that lets me text and I have a cell phone number out of the United States that I can be able to communicate easily from. Uh, a few weeks ago, the Ontario government announced that they were going to ban cell phones in the classroom. Yeah, and there's a big outcry right and, now. And, I hear, and, and, yeah. and we predicted at the time that said, yeah, wait, somebody's going to learn how to do an end run around that. It didn't take long, did it? It didn't take long. First, no. first of all, it's, the ban is silly and it's unenforceable. But yeah. Yeah. even if they go around with the box and said, all right, everybody, cell phones yeah, in yeah, the box. That's right. Yeah, cell phones uh, in the, the box. Th th it's still going to happen. Explain that. Well, what's going to happen is we're still entitled. They're giving students the ability to use Google student education software with Google Suites. And in that, there is now an ability, which if, you know, most people may not be aware of, but Google Docs lets me share a document, like passing notes in class that is now, again, it's one of those systems, whether it's Microsoft or Google, they can now share within each other in this document conversations very similar to text messaging. So what they do is they create a Google Doc sitting there in class, looking at your teacher, and as you're talking to each other, you think, oh, your cell phones no longer are going to let you communicate. Well, Google Docs has a chat system. It's got a comment section, so if the teacher comes by and goes, who are you speaking with? You can easily remove it and delay it or, or take it away. So students have already been able to manage how to intercommunicate with each other within the classroom. Uh, what's going on with artificial intelligence? It's taken a whole new level, and guys like you, Bill, and guys like me, especially me, because I own an advertising agency, and I can tell you I am the worst designer in the world. You do not want to see my designs. My my actual designer laughs when I say, I need you to make it look like this. And so it looks like stickmen on fire, and I'll be like, <laughs> I want that to look like a mountain landscape. So this new product came out by Nvidia, which is a uh, a software mo uh, kind of a, a video card that, that 
is uh, quite capable of giving you really high-end graphics. Well, they've got an artificial intelligence now that you can create very easily landscapes by drawings that maybe Bill, Adam, or anyone who doesn't have a, a true artistic skill, you would draw a, a line in the sky, so to speak, and then what you do is you say, I want that to be mountains. And then you would color it and it will actually pull in mountainscapes. If you think a mountain doesn't have enough of a peak, you erase it, make more of a peak, and it will create a mountain backdrop. A tree is a stick with a bunch of little lines out of it. You create what type of tree and it will draw the tree to look like that. So it's, it's removing a lot of the... Um, hey, can you make it look like that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's turning, st and it's quite remarkable. And the computer can determine, as you uh, you say, this is supposed to be a tree. It will then mimic whether it's a spruce tree, pine tree, or otherwise. So it's going to take design. Why that's so, I guess, important is that architects, when you're trying to quickly get a vision in your yep. head as mm -hmm. to, hey, what do you want to do in the corner of the room? Designers, interior designers, want to just kind of quickly say, let's, you know, uh, we talk about how you fill a room with a with a color that one's already existing but now you can quickly say let's put a door there make it a rectangle it instantly turns into a type of door actually fascinating stuff <laughs> i even had trouble doing the stickman thing That's so right. this is this is going to be a great enhancement listen when google's not in court fighting antitrust suits uh, they're getting into the video game business well that's because they have to make more billions I of guess, dollars yeah, so yeah. the next billion dollar solution to all the antitrust issues is they just announced that this past week they are going into the video game business because why not? They have nothing else better to do than to get into an industry they don't already control. So Stadia is their new name of which they're calling the gaming system. All you need is a high-speed internet and a television that can that works at 60 frames per second, which is anything past 2010 is a 60 frame per second. So how this works is that you can now use your phone. You can buy a third-party console or a, 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 a controller, but you no longer need to get the full box. You won't need to go to Best Buy and say, oh, is this the latest uh, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, Nintendo? You don't need those. Google is taking all of that away as long as your internet is fast and you're able to connect with a screen with 60 frames per second. Through streaming, they have a system that you can now easily play every game. Think of it as Netflix for video games without any console necessary to download. Wow, that's fascinating. It is, but what's interesting is that it's. I think it's going to shake up the industry. And the I'm not a gamer; I don't play a lot no. of games. But I do know that it's. Uh, I wish I had more time. I think they're great, but I think this is going to really revolutionize the gaming side from where it's going. And we see a lot of competitions. There's a lot of contests. They do them up at the Cineplex and the otherwise where you yeah. can actually watch them happen. This is a huge market for Google to jump into, and it will take the whole gaming system to a, to a new level. I think what Google wants to do is basically say to PlayStation and Microsoft. Microsoft, hey guys, use my system for your platforms and games to be able to incorporate through it. All right, listen, we got it. I know we're running on time here, but we've got to talk about Facebook, that bastion of personal security. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. If you didn't trust Facebook before, or you felt like you did before, as we heard in the latest newscast, Facebook has over 600 million 600 million passwords are in a spreadsheet. I mean, they call it text and otherwise. It's a spreadsheet, folks. Think of it as your first name in one column, last name in the second column, and your password in the third. And for, uh, you know, Facebook claiming, and I, I'm calling them out on this, 
we have no proof of our staff utilizing or taking. That's 20,000 employees. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure they do a great veto process on their staffing, but I'm sure someone by accident took a spreadsheet and sent the wrong document once to their grandmother or their sister and said, oops, there goes 600 million passwords I forgot about. So that's huge. Also, a side note, I just wanted to bring this up. I think this is going to change even more in the coming year. Facebook lost 15 million users since 2017. I think we're going to see that number increase after this little uh, exercise. All right. Listen, we just had an Amber Alert again this week. And again, there's some idiots that complain, called 911 and say, why are you bothering me? Yeah. And I, I don't understand that. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, they, they found the child and that's what the whole purpose is That's about. Right. But there's a, a, a variation on this now, too. Another one, uh, a, this is a crime alerting app? Yeah, in the United States right now, in major cities across, they're launching it in San Francisco. They got it in L.A., Atlanta, uh, New York City. It's called Citizen. Originally, it was called uh, Vigilante. And the problem was the app kind of indicated that you should go save the day. This uh, It's a it's kind of a, a non-specific uh, uh, app that tells people in their area what's kind of happening. Think of it as a police alert, like having a police scanner and you're hearing about crime at such and such well this app is giving citizens the ability to know when something happens or is being noted as a crime in action uh there's a a case where you need to stay away there's a shooting or could be as simple as somebody uh having a fire in a garbage can or otherwise it's called citizen it's going to be probably i think rolling out quite quickly across the entire north america and what it does is it gives everyone highlights now whether you want to be inundated with everything going on in the city because there'd be so much going on at that given moment, but major events or major uh, announcements called through 911 or otherwise noted in this app called Citizen will give you the indication of where to stay away, where to go and where to be uh, uh, where to be safe. So in other words, I share with you that there's going to be an app versus Amber Alert, which we just talked about yeah. how secure text messaging is. I think that's the craziest thing, and I won't even get into that. That That's a little behind the time. This is going to be the new wave in the craze. And the other part, just to make note of, if somebody was in a shooting, as, as it's been commented, you're in an environment, you want to report it in Citizen, somebody broke into the school uh, or a, a church or a, a mosque or otherwise, when you note it, it doesn't make specifics. It gives sort of like a radius area from where it's noted, but not specifically you as a person that's in danger. So it's it, think of it as a general uh, radio scan, and and we as community will be able to talk about what's happening in our in our area and where to avoid and you know what's happening. If you uh, see general. crime, you can use this app that's instead right, of yes. shining the bat signal up into the sky. <laughs> I guess yeah. yeah. Uh, Tech Talk. We do this every Friday. Brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.